Your show's rubbish. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I'm not going to sing the whole thing because I. Please don't. If there's anything more awkward than someone singing happy birthday in person, (laughs) it's over fucking Skype. Do you know do you know what the most awkward thing is when you're in a restaurant as a kid and like your parents have organized for the waiters to come over sing happy birthday and they don't want to be doing it they're feeling awkward I'm feeling so awkward around me I mean it's a nice thing to do but yeah anyway it was it's not my birthday I should say it was my birthday yesterday Yeah how old were you I was 28 <laughs> and you look great I look great for it um I was 36 years young, as they say. Yeah. So. Oh. Are you using any collagen? Any Botox? Any? Uh, what What are your rules to staying young? Um. Well, I tell you, is uh, drink a lot of green tea. Yeah, and oh, whiskey as well. Would you have that? No brandy though. <laughs> brandy. No, I don't. I only drink brandy on special occasions. What, today. But yesterday, what, what? I did have a bottle of wine to myself in my flat was yourself yeah so it's, it was so you, you added an extra two pounds to that bottle two pounds as the, as the, as the standard seven you went for the nine. Oh yeah it's range i like i do like a nine pound bottle of wine that's true <laughs> um uh, six, six pounds six pounds too cheap 11 pounds no it's too much nine pounds that's <laughs> like so the best is if it's 11 reduced to nine and then I that's get my favourite price. That is my favourite price. You don't drink wine that much, do you? No. You, you, you said you've been you've been drinking more wine recently, including red wine. Found this wine app, mate. Wine app. It's the future. Forty minute delivery for wine. Yeah. Forty minutes. Happy little chipper bloke comes to your shop, comes to your door, and he goes, "Hey, enjoy." Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on the quality of the wine. Like, I could get wine in under 40 minutes. If I walked to my supermarket, I could just buy some. No need for that, mate. Get it delivered. Like, you're saying this as if it's a new thing. Like, shop home shopping's been, internet shopping's been around for... Not like this, not like this. No, it has, mate. You can see him appearing. I mean, I know that's deliverer, essentially, isn't it? It's just, there's something so satisfying about the deliverer and all these home delivery apps, just that... That you get Deliver to see a little cyclist fella just like shh, on a map. Yeah, we're not um we're not sponsored, so I'll be get like I don't want to give free publicity to about five people who are listening. Wine app can sponsor us. Uh, um, no, no, no qualms about that. De- Deliveroo also could sponsor us because I'm a big fan. Like they are so quick. Like to, if you order before for Deliveroo order from a restaurant it could take an hour. So they'll they'll say twenty minutes before you order and it it. You can see them on a map, as you say, and it's you know where they are, and you're 20 minutes. It's always there on time. So Deliveroo, if you're if you're listening, um, CEO of Deliveroo or Wine App, Imagine we, if are, they did the we same are, thing. On... We are available for sponsorship deals. Um, <laughs> we I must I must stress we will insist on six figures. So yeah, what, thank what you. Saying. You're right, Gary. I want to introduce the audience to. Hello and welcome to Cook and Ball Stories. Okay, should we are we doing this backwards? Should we introduce the show first? That's what I could we could it could have been called that. Oh, I see. Oh, you're doing a you're doing a um Attention welcome, title. To his, welcome to his little legs. Um no, 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 that definitely wouldn't have worked. That's the worst one because because it's a saying anyway. It's kind of a saying, it's nearly a saying anyway. Wouldn't have All worked. Right. I apologize. I retract the that's okay. Ignorance of my... <laughs> That's okay. But uh, the one we did settle on. The Ukrainian the... family forgive you. Um, <laughs> so, but oh, the actual Mars, title. By the way, yeah, Mars, we, we had this thing. I can't even remember how it started, but, and it's not like in a dirty way. When I say this, it'll sound like it's not at all. But there was just this, when we were doing the radio. There was a, there was um, a brothel in sauna and... Uh... No, there was there was a fam, there was a family of beavers and they, they were like toy beavers and just a family. And... Um, 
you I need did to a... preface everything you're saying because no, that's... I am. I am. I did a feature on it on on air, and the next week, which was our last week on air, I think, I bought Miles a picture of the, and I sh- I just showed it to him when he was in the middle of a sentence, and he kind of collapsed laughing. And they're kind of these Sylvanian things. I don't know if you've heard of them. So Miles. For my birthday, just no letter, no cards, no no explanation. Just this box of two Sylvanian family little rabbits or something like that. We were discussing what they are, but they're not the beavers. The beavers were sold out. So the Waters family of beavers <laughs> was sold out. You try and find the Waters family of beavers online, and I'll I'll pay that listener two rupees. Uh, it was FLJS even listen to the B side of each beaver. <laughs> Either. It was your birthday. No, it's the way I like to do it. Amazon had already packaged that up for me, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that is rare because Mars has never bought me a birthday present. I've I've only bought him one for his 30th, to be fair, but he doesn't even usually text happy birthday, but he texts happy birthday and got me these. So I, I think I I think my work, when I opened it, I just messaged him, you fucking little twat. I wouldn't have it any other way. I meant it in a nice way, like, because you're what a stupid present, but it's funny. They're called Seaside Friends as well. We'll tweet you a picture of Gary's uh, present I got, that I got him, but they're, yeah. they're called Seaside Friends, and I thought that's a nice little way that we could, you know, talk about. That's, it's like us, isn't it? That little rabbit and that little squirrel. Well, in, in, in the sense that we've both got functioning bodies i don't know what like it's, it's, we met at the seaside and so did those animals we did absolutely but miles listen enough is a nuss let's <laughs> let's get on with the show now the show we're doing today is episode 16 whoa whoa, whoa 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 before you even get to that we haven't introduced the show no i'm gonna oh yeah it's, D-Trout Spinners. it's called the d trout spinners oh. podcast with oh, Miles because you, you sung happy birthday at the beginning we forgot yeah well, we're seven minutes in let's let's move on it's um, out, gary forrester was also there by the way i am 36 years old yeah um, uh and so yes this is episode 16 of season two or series two i don't like to say season but series two America. and miles is going to now do a little pricey a little little a summary of of what happened in the show you're and then absolutely Oh God, that's terrible. I would say cut that out usually, but it was quite funny, so leave it in. So Mars now is going to do a little uh, a little summary of the show in the style of the Deed Trout Spinners, because this is what we do. Yeah, uh, season two, episode sixteen, as Said previously that. stated, seventh of December two thousand and two. Uh, Carl has a screen test for mtv ricky and steve educate carl by reading him two fictitious stories which demonstrate how gullible carl is reading uh internet material uh i'll be posting a link to the original um episode from uh podrop uh and you can you can listen to that and then you can come back to the show and i just say podrop is like an amazing site he's he's literally it's this guy he's put up every every show Every XFM show, you can download it. Um, he's also got other shows, hasn't he? Like, he's got the series one of the XFM shows. He's got yeah, some other Adam and Joe. Literally, all, the full show of every single show. So if you also listen to today's show, but if you want to download, I would suggest going to Podrot, downloading the whole season two, and then kind of listening through. But Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... Well, Initial Mark. thoughts. Let's 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 initial, lay out now. Initial thoughts of this episode, because I was excited about talking about this episode today. Yeah. Mars texts me saying it is one of his favourite ever episodes. So I think it's a good show, a very good show. There's a lot of good quotes. Um, there isn't really any chat in this episode that I find that I want to skip. You know, some episodes has got some bits I want to skip. This episode isn't. The thing I particularly like about this episode, any episode where Ricky and Steve are kind of getting Carl to have screen tests or trying to push him onto TV and things that he doesn't want to do. Like they're, they're always funny to me. This is very funny because Ricky comes back laughing from the song quite a few times. Like, <laughs> like, and he's just like, if only like, if you, if you could see what we're doing off there, he's having his little screen test and things. So I would have loved to have sat in on this show, but and there's a lot of good good quotes, so that's kind of what I think. It's 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 up there in my top sort of. It's probably in my top ten of this series. 
what are your thoughts mate because i know you love it don't you yeah uh, i do i think it's anything when, when you've got carl under pressure just I, I would listen to anything if anyone's under pressure i think that's when you get your best stuff you get your most creative work and um out of it i, I really liked some um, kind of reminded me of that episode you know when carl so we're gonna pay carl we're gonna pay we're gonna pay carl money to do stuff yeah yeah that's this is what, like tv stuff is. But but the, also this is like um this is quite a big show like in terms of like Carl's career because this is essentially what you know his first TV work. Yeah, because he did go on to MTV a couple of times. Yeah, But um that that's a good point. That's a good point actually that it, it's funny when Carl's under pressure. You're you're right. Like he's always under pressure with Ricky because he's just such a stressful person to be around. But. In this show in particular, he's under pressure with the camera and the, and like he, he says at one point, you said we could just get on my camera and bring it out and we just do it and send it to them. But obviously, Ricky probably told Carl that, but then just invited a like an yeah. MC official to come round and actually do a proper screen. You would shit yourself, <laughs> wouldn't you? Like, think think about it. Like what other show? What where else would you have? someone getting a screen test for MTV or any TV station where they're doing they're also producing a radio show at the same time and presenting the radio <laughs> show and they're doing it in between like the radio no never would have happened only, like how- only Ricky would have arranged that situation only Ricky would have done that and it's brilliant so what I like about this episode uh, and particularly is, is Carl's transparency and his approach to the screen test in general the fact that he's he's worried about how much money he's going to get <laughs> at one point he turns to the camera and he goes how, how much is it and, and you can just hear the end of it and, and ricky says um i don't know you'll get a few a few grand and i'm like what grand but then also he says um i've just bought this flat in central london i wouldn't have bought the flat in central if mtv's in camden so i've got to, so i've got to commute there the fact that he's he's thinking aloud on air about how yeah. he's gonna um most people, have, most people just have those thoughts in their head, don't they? But they don't say them. But Carl, Carl not only says them, he says them on a on a radio show as well. <laughs> it's not just even to friends. But that's but um, I, doesn't that say something as well about Carl and how successful he was? Like we we forget, like we think, oh, he was nothing, and then Ricky discovered him. But before, obviously, on on the basis of the money that he'd already earned, he bought a flat in central London. Can you yeah. imagine how expensive that, that would be? Like, obviously, it's 20 years ago, but still, pro rata, it's going to be a lot. So he must have been earning very good money to buy that flat. I don't know what he was earning, but he did well for himself. Like, I know what you mean. It's, um, yeah, Carl under pressure. That's a very good point. He's, he's uh, constantly under different pressures, but... Um, I think he deals with it pretty well like he he deals with it well but it's just like Ricky could have organized his screen test any day of the week any hour and he could have been just working on some jingles on on a Friday or a Thursday or not working at all but he arranged it for the show <laughs> like yeah. that's just that but which is brilliant of Ricky but very unfair on Carl this was also the start of um do do we need do we need these he didn't do a full episode. Oh but yeah, no, uh, he, he said the words, didn't he? Yeah. What do you think of do Do we need them? Is that how, where does it land in your like feature list of Carl's? Well, I don't know numerically where I'd rank it, but I really like it. I lo- I I love the calls that Carl makes, like, and especially the one to the guy who's really pissed off. That's such a G. And like, I love Ricky saying to him afterwards, <laughs> "What did he think he was doing?" Which is a great question. He didn't. What what possibly did he think there's this man who own, who knows a bit about <laughs> it's been rung up by a random person just to, as, almost insulting him anyway but yes when he says we've asked for opinions i'm telling you it yeah yeah you've asked for opinions i'm telling we we use that yeah like, <laughs> between ourselves. um but um yeah i think um it's uh yeah do we need them i i i really like do we need them well let's not talk too much about doing it because of the sh- we'll be talking about the individual do we need them as the show progresses but it's interesting that it's coming up to christmas i don't know why i feel that like i don't know why i always seem like a watershed between january and christmas like the january shows are brilliant like um 
Hitler has just moved his queen. That's one of my favourite episodes. Um, but it's just strange that it's coming up to Christmas. And I don't know why. I don't, I don't have anything else to add to that. But it's just strange that it's coming up to Christmas. And but it's also, not... Carl's going to be off now for the next two weeks, isn't he? And Claire no, Sturgis but... steps in. Oh, yeah, because it was going to be one week, but his dad's yeah. ill. So, yeah, we... we we uh, now I know people get a bit. Some people don't like the Claire episodes as much, but they are good. You know, give it give it a try and give give our podcast next week a try because don't just kind of write them off. I know some people get to a Claire episode, they just skip, they skip over it. But we found a lot to say in the Claire episodes um, last time, the sort of two in a row that they had before. And you know, and this is a spoiler, but you know, and nothing, absolutely nothing has been arranged. But we are hoping to get Claire Sturgis on the show so promises uh, promises I don't, yeah I'm the least but I'm always <laughs> myself, but, um, something that is true in this episode and it's funny we're talking about news there's obviously a lot of news at the moment but in April 1930 there was no news yeah I, the I, announcer I, I, said I, um there is no news with with that the bulletin was over and the remainder of the 15 minute slot piano music was played and it was Wagner opera participle uh, being performed by the Queen's Hall London which okay. is one of my favorite which is one of my Wagner's I, I've got the b-sides of each one of them but um which which Carl describes as a music video which I always feel like it's not a music it's just music yeah but um it was like the first music video played and it was uh the the buggles or whatever it was that was the first one ever played on mtv the buggles the video killed the radio star first oh, music band, video yeah. played on air True. oh that that is very that's like a retronym or something like i'm trying to think of it's like a it's 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 quite profound that it's that because that is a show that is about video killed the radio star and mtv's video i didn't probably know planned that. it you're full of facts today, aren't you? Yeah, I love he's them. Still, he loves he loves when he's actually tell you what, talking about facts or or not facts. <laughs> Ricky uh, Ricky t- talks about the intelligent crabs and the babies forcing their way out of a vagina. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get to actually. Could I just can I just cut in here? With you something? may. Uh, this is a, just a little. Um, they they talk about celebrity fact club. On, on air, I think Carl mentions it, and it just it always reminds me when we did. Um, I know it's been done since, but actually when we did it, it hadn't been done. Like it hadn't been kind of done like this. But we did a little feature called um, Fact Hunt, <laughs> didn't we? And Miles had to hunt for facts or something that I had. But uh, it is yeah, it's a bit naughty. But it just reminded me of that feature. I don't know yeah, why so... I'm indulging here, but yeah, um, yeah. As you say, Ricky and Carl, Ricky and Steve. I've got some thoughts on that, actually. Should we get to that portion of the show now? No, because what I've I've got a feature, one of my features. You did a feature last week. It's my uh, turn to do a feature. It was it was my leap year feature, so one every four years. I have I to say, I listened back to it and I, and I enjoyed it. All yes. right. The listeners have had two weeks to email in stories or to get in touch with stories, and um, why don't you just tell the ladies and gentlemen? and FLJS why why they've had two weeks basically Miles prepped for the sh- for the wrong show like and it I got to like oh, the yeah. before and he so he, he put that out I there so if you were confused too, why it went out two weeks ago that's why I was too excited to get to this show uh so what I did was I wrote these uh I've, one of these stories is true and the other one is false and uh you've got to guess which one is is fake which one is fake news? Okay. And so then we'll... you're gonna you're gonna read me two stories, yeah? Yeah. Not one too long. True, another one isn't. Okay, and I get the concept. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how gullible you are if you'd be up there with Carl. Okay. So in Toronto, uh, this is the first story. In Toronto, there was oh, a. There is no Toronto. It doesn't exist. Next. <laughs> Sometimes the complaints will be false. <laughs> yeah, in Toronto, yeah. He does a lovely, lovely little wiggle to the camera, Brent, when he does that line. He delivers it. <laughs> I love the wiggle. In Toronto, there's a lawyer called uh, Gary Gary Hoy, uh, and he had particular fondness for running into office windows to demonstrate how strong they were. In like, I think it was like 1993, he like tackled against a window on the 14th floor 
seemingly just to impress some visiting law students. Apparently the pain the pain uh, broke and Gary plummeted to his death. Uh, in his eulogy, uh, his managing partner Peter Lawyers called Hoy one of the best and brightest at the firm. Can I just ask at this point the question? The the story that's false. Did you come up with it, or okay. is it a false story? Okay, I already, I'm I'm already got my answer, and I think that I don't. There's no way you'd have come up with those details. Like I think well, that one's, I? I think that one's true. But anyway, go on. What's the second one? So in two in 2009, uh, there were 10 volunteers with um severe skin pigmentation issues. And they were tested with the chameleons, like they're called nanocrystals, in an effort to help them clear their skin. So scientists in Utah, they were forced to find out if the chemical reaction, which helps the chameleon, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, go on, <laughs> yeah, which to help, it could still be wrong. I could have just faked. Which yeah. helps the chameleon to camouflage in different environments could be applied to humans. The results were ultimately unsuccessful and inconclusive, with many many of the volunteers complaining of spells of uh, extended sickness. Well, I'll just say now, like <laughs> you, you've, I, 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 in fact, I, I'm certain that this, the second story is false, and for a few reasons, apart from your breakdown in the middle of it, um, you, you took elements, small elements of what of ricky's fake story like nanocrystals he talks about like no, i didn't deliberately no, do no, that and then you he said like utah scientists in utah no. anyway i i i'm pretty sure what do i win by the way well you've I, won it already you've got I, what, i'm not i'm not oh, sending you another sylvania family oh so i win a birthday present thanks mate that's like that's that should be the minimum requirement for two, two long-standing friends but um yeah uh, the second one's false mate i'm i'm i know yeah. the first, i haven't heard the first one like i've not heard that gary hoy <laughs> ran through i thought i honestly thought you were going to say gary forrestal because i looked my name up my name is very very rare but there is a lawyer in america called gary forrester a black lawyer yeah that's the only other gary forrester in the world as far as i know because on facebook there are no other gary forrestals so i i thought you were gonna say how oh, bored were you looking up your name oh don't you don't you start you you said i think you said i can't remember if it was last week or the week before you said it a few times you google your name to still see what's out there i never do to sort of see what you know what amazing things are out there about me i just wondered how how many others of my name there are because it's a very rare name well well done you you did win that you're not as gullible as carl uh you wouldn't have believed um nanocrystals nanocrystals was when i knew because (laughs) i just it was it's too similar to what ricky's uh, ricky's thing about the crabs and the little the little silicon chips silicon, silicon dust so but yeah, it's a good effort actually. I've, I'm I'm quite impressed that you came up with two things that were, well, one obviously did have <laughs> two things that were credible. Like, like yeah, Mars Mars does to be fair has he's very creative. So I'll, I'll give you that. I'm, I'm Thanks being very concerned. much. Um, this Sorry. was also one of my favourite um episodes of uh, Educating Ricky. Yeah, it's good. Educating Ricky is really good, but. He, he digresses so much like there's he starts with his, and he ends up telling about five different stories which are all good i just love uh, enough is an anus like enough is anus actually i funny enough like not it's just coincidence that the show is this week because we talked early on about when you hear things and they remind you of the show or like songs that were in songs of phrase and you expect them mm. but Someone, I was just listening to a quite serious uh, interview and he's, someone just said, look, you know, we got to the point and enough is enough. And straight away in my head, I hadn't even listened to this show. It just was like, enough is a nuss. Like, I can't <laughs> hear enough is enough without it reminding me of the show. But um, And the, um, uh, what are we, we going to talk it, about? Will it, will it like a man or a woman? Will it will, like... Will it? But just about this, before we go on to... 
uh, educating Ricky. The to be to be honest, the stories that Ricky comes up with, that I I'm absolutely certain Carl doesn't believe either of them. Now he he says he believes the first one, but you can just tell there's just little micro reaction. You can just sort of tell the way he's saying it. He he knows that's not true, but he's got. I believe he's going along with it for the purposes of comedy. Like and again, that shows kind of Carl's deepness. But uh, I don't I don't think Carl thought that story was true. Well, you, I, I, no, of course he did. No, I don't think he did. Miles, if you listen, honestly, anyway, we won't argue too much about it because no, none of us can ever know. But if you listen back, listen to how Carl sort of responds. It's not like... No, he goes like this. He goes, wow. Yeah, I know. But if you, even that is like just trying to, I think, just trying to come up with something to show he believes it. Like he doesn't, because then when they get to the second story, he says that one's not true. Like, and it's, that's not, it's an odd phrase. It's an odd phrase to use because he. I think he knows. I think he knows both are false. That, that's my. Uh, uh, anyway, we disagree. So it'd be interesting what listeners think. Please get in touch and see. Do you f- listen again? I don't think Carl believes the crab story. I don't. I don't think he's taken in by it. And you can because t- the way Ricky's saying it as well, it's almost quite slightly giving away that it's false. He doesn't laugh, which he often does when he's. <laughs> acting but he he keeps pausing as and just about to laugh but doesn't laugh and he keeps sort of pausing i think carl knew that that one wasn't true but that's just my bit but what what do listeners think that's an interesting point of debate we won't get stuck on that but do you have um does anyone have a problem with the way that ricky says umbilical cord yeah yeah is this is he umbilical cord isn't it yeah he the only reason he's saying that is because he's kind of thinking on his feet like he's trying to like so he's said it twice he said he said that same word another time in another episode oh right maybe i think you can pronounce it umbilical and it's probably leans towards an american um phrase uh, an american um but um umbilical cord of course yeah it's like when i'm you know, Alan Sugar always says resume on The Apprentice, and it's resume. Does he say resume? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, does. Good show. Well, rich people and their mispronunciations. That hey, we're serious. not getting into politics, mate. <laughs> no, well, I, I wasn't. But, um, yeah. Yes, Starmer, that's a man. Yeah, uh, let's not get too political. Um, down, with, down with fascism. No. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that at least. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't. Anyway, I, I really don't think he thinks it's true. And the stories that Ricky comes up with, they are good. It's entertaining, and I am impressed that Ricky got through without laughing because I I totally believe what he said that he practiced that pulling him out of the vagina about ten times with Steve and couldn't get through it. So he kind of got through it. But again, you know, Carl didn't believe either of them. I'm pretty sure. So they're not. They weren't that believable. He could have. I think they could have done a better job, but they did a good job. This is one of the first episode. This is the first episode where Carl, of course, talks about um going to serve tea and biscuits to the old people in the care oh, home. Yeah. yeah i've got a point about like so i love how carl's best stories come from a segue to an unrelated story so he's talking about hand reading an ass but you know i'm <laughs> worried about their nails and then we get that lovely you know because they talk about it they reference it on other shows again but clean nails he he got to serve um the old people's home but that it reminds me of the way, like, because the horse in house was just a segue. Carl was just answering a question about baby's development. Yeah. You just segue to that horse in house, and it would you, you just get some of Carl's best anecdotes when he's he he might come up with a story or have a story, but then go into a totally different story that's actually more entertaining than what he was going to say, and that, that that's kind of a classic. And clean nails is kind of. Can I can I ask you something? Do you think there's a there's a an argument to be said right that life or you know certain parts of life are more exciting up north compared to like southerners like the whole because though what do you define what do you define as exciting not not exciting but they're they're just so mad like carl's stories like when he's talking about the estate you grew up is that is that just a class thing is he is that just like life on a on a working class council estate or is that just you know, you know my friend Mike, Scouse Mike. Yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. he tells me like absolutely mental stories. Like, but but that might just be a reflection of him and his like 
extrovertism. Yeah, he's quite extra. But I think I think you've got a, a point actually. I've never really thought about, it, but um, I think it's more to do with class. But I think up north, basically, people people interact more with each other. So by definition, you get more stories about people's interaction. Yeah. Like it in in not I know it, you know we're not I don't want to stereotype the whole south, but people a bit more standoffish like you wouldn't have caught the horse in house story probably because you might have had someone with a horse in their house but they wouldn't have you wouldn't have had the interaction around it with the little kid and so they were miles carl probably never would have even gone to that house you know i i don't obviously people in the south interact with each other but i think people up north they're more they're more genial they're more kind of they're more um expressive emotionally kind of and yeah they 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 interact more so i think yeah. there are more so i don't think they have a more exciting life but yeah and it, it probably is a class thing as well because you know working class people in london and i've no there's no problem with that i'm working class in in a mm. way um they probably have similar stories whereas middle class people in cheshire which is up north yeah don't they're, they're standoffish you know so um but yeah, it's a good point. I, I yeah, they, I, I definitely think more like, you know, classic is Carl's like Carl has all these uncles, right, who aren't really uncles. But I can relate to that. I probably had one who's like, oh, this is uncle someone. But it's, he wasn't an uncle. But I can totally imagine up north and Carl like having all these uncles and Fred the Veg and, you know, all the hats, hats down or whatever. I can't remember what it's called, but um jimmy the hat you know and they're all kind of uncles but they're not and you know it's just a very like um old-fashioned way of living though that sort of east senders way where your back door's open and a neighbor can just walk in and uh, just sit almost like you know like the royal family classic the classic working class mank family no no they're scousers no they're not scout they're i think they are no they're mank aren't they they're scousers I'm telling you, they're scousers. The royal family. Yeah. Scousers, and I'll find out. Uh, anyway, the royal family is, uh, yeah, great. And they kind of have people come and go from their house and, you know, open back door. I don't think that that would happen in certain other places in the country. No, I don't either. Like, definitely. Manchester, the royals are Manchester. I was right. Ricky Tomlinson is a scouser. Yeah. He He's, might. He, he didn't put an accent on. He was his yeah, own. Yeah, he may be a scouser, but it's in Manchester. Oh, okay, but they're a scouse family, basically. No. Ralph was a scouser. They're all kind of scouse. No, they're not. It's Manchester. Well, I'm telling you, Ricky Tomlinson is is Liverpudlian. He is Liverpudlian. And he didn't he didn't play a Manchester accent. It doesn't so, matter. There, it's a no, work. No, okay, it's family in Manchester. Manchester, but I'm. I'm just going, but Sue, um, Sue, I can't remember what her name is. Sue, she's also Scouse. So she was in Brookside, you know, Brookside set in Liverpool. So oh, I love Brookside. Two, two, basically, okay, it might be sat, set in Manchester. That's fine. But I'm telling you, the two main characters are, are Yeah. Uh, that was pointless. <laughs> yeah, <so that> was, <laughs> oh, we've had a lot to cut this show already because audio issues like miles miles kept having audio issues so we had to kind of cut so if it's a bit it seems a bit jangly today when you listen to the final edit that's why it's okay i listened to louis theroux's podcast and his was a bit jangly as well so well, we're in good company well yeah he, he he do we have more fans than him or uh it's impossible it? to say at this stage well, it, it, no i'm telling you it's possible to say we don't <laughs> Welcome back to the D Trout Spinners with Miles. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now we um, we just left. Uh, we just sort of gone over the show and our thoughts about it and our thoughts about um, different aspects of it. But now we're going to come to what I think is people's favourite feature. I imagine. I don't know. Um, it's one of my favourites. Um, our top quotes. Actually, I was just thinking there is no name for the feature. I was just, I was just about to say its top name, quotes. but there is no name. Top quotes is enough. Top quotes. Um, okay, I'll start. You've got five. I've got ten. 
We'll cut it down. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'll blitz through okay, them. Well, you start then, if you've got ten. Okay. We'll, and well. he probably, and he probably started eating about Bono yep. and John O's fame and how this could happen to Carl. Yeah, I, I've got. I had that as one of mine. Um, I love it because this is an example of Ricky's where he goes into that. That he does that. Vo- he pronounces words in a certain way. Just go through different mud. <laughs> different mud and he pronounces the t in different really pronounced it does go through different mud he does the same thing when he goes will it will it like a bloke or won't will it yeah he does but that i think i prefer like yeah, just go different mud uh, uh, number nine was well yeah 30 but the camera's still on i just like i just think that's a really sweet that's yeah. <laughs> that's good yeah um i've got unlike you yeah. Or big belt rad big hairy head, unlike you. Great coat bison. The bison. Uh, yeah. number eight, she was so shocked her hair fell out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. I've heard that story as well actually. Um I don't know if it's true, it might be hypocritical. Um They're not monkeys, they're lizards. <laughs> I love that one. Huh? Didn't that happen last episode as well? Yeah, it's something like It happens quite a few times. Cause, and again, it's sort of like Carl deliberately says monkeys. He knows they're not monkeys, but he's he's kind of baiting that reaction from Ricky because he knows he's obsessed with monkeys. But, I'm more uh, sceptical about Carl, Carl's... Um, I've noticed this about you. are way more sceptical about Carl's like, playing down his intelligence than, mm. you know... I, I, I believe that. But. I, I wouldn't call... I wouldn't say I'm sceptical, but I think that... Um, Carl is far more aware of what he's saying and the impact it has, like how funny it is, what the way to say it, the pauses to leave. And yeah, I do think that, but I'm not sure. It'd be interesting. It's an interesting point because we're kind of we're kind of slightly disagreeing on that today, which is good. I like to disagree. I mean, I don't like you anyway, so we you know we don't get on. So no, no. But we I'll, I'll retract the Sylvanian family collection set. Yeah. But um, no, we agree on so much that it's interesting when we get to a point where we disagree. And yeah. I'd really like to hear what listeners think about that. Do you think that Carl, um, for example, says they're not monkeys? Sorry, says the little monkeys knowing in his head, kind of thinking, I'm going to say monkeys. And because R- Ricky, Ricky can kind of come back to that and kind of say that it doesn't make it less funny. But I just think he knows. But what do listeners think? Anyway, um Mine are in no particular order, but uh, I, I, we've already mentioned this. But Phil Collins next. That was my next one. Oh, okay, yeah, I think we mentioned Phil that earlier. Collins next. Phil Collins next. That, that was that's such a charming. <laughs> we, we've used that between us as well. Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, my my next uh, number six. I've got. Look at my bloody hands, Reg. Look that's at my bloody hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just I love the way. Yeah, and then Steve's laugh after that as well. Yeah, yeah, very good. Actually, I'm running out because you've used quite a few of mine. Did you say, well, yeah, 30, but the camera's still on? You yeah. said that to you. Uh, and I've got, and he probably started eating was my next one. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is the last one I've got. Um, it's a bit of a strange one, but, well, well, Ricky's saying they haven't hired you yet. And Carl goes, oh, yes. well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, like, just like, well, I think they are going to, you know, really sort of, he's playing in arrogance because he's not, he's not arrogant, but he's kind of playing up to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go, go scoot through your next ones. I will. So this is now my top five. Uh, and number five, and uh, the fella who can uh, hand read an arse. Hand read an arse. It's that, ladies and gentlemen. I just like, that was his summary of the show. <laughs> that that yeah. was all that happened. Yeah. Uh, Number four, there's a it's a nice pause. He goes pause, put some stamps in your garden about um snails eating glue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about that quite a few times, don't they? I mean, I I love the original when they're telling of that but story. Does, yeah. Ricky does one of his best laughs after that moment. It's so funny. Yeah, I've noticed actually the last couple of episodes, and I was going to mention it actually, but I haven't mentioned it, but. And, and actually, this this is true for all of the episodes that we've done so far, but I've just noticed it more in the last two episodes. Ricky does this thing where Carl will say something or Steve will say something and he laughs. And then there's a pause. 
Carl and Steve carry on talking about what they're talking about. Maybe 10 seconds has passed, sometimes 15 seconds. You can sort of hear Ricky just sniggering. Then he bursts out in laughter again. Yeah. It's like a rolling laugh. Like he does this rolling laugh where it it comes it comes on and then he stops and then the rest of the show carries on. And he, but he's just he can't get it out of his head and he just laughs again. And that happened quite a lot this show. I don't. It's so great. It's so great to hear. Uh, yeah. A number, a number three. Tom McGibbon of Bloxall Road. Yeah. You made you made a monkey of the man. Made a monkey of the man. And number two. Uh, but Mick Jagger and Keith Richards would never do that. But they'd smoke other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just. That's a funny story for Ricky to come up with that straight out of his head, like just as if, obviously bullshit. But I think there's something about though that last sentence, but they'd smoke other people's that just really it always gets me. Uh, and number one is um, they've got an awkward neck talking about the drug, and Ricky goes, "What? No, I don't know," and they just start cracking up. Yeah, that, that's 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 funny. I also your list interested me because. I agree with a lot of your list, but I would have put it almost in the reverse order. Like you, all the old funny, your very funny ones were at the beginning. Anyway, so those are our top quotes. Do get in touch with us as to what your top quotes are. There are so many in the episode that we can't cover them all. So if you've got others, please, we'd love to hear them. But yeah, any any sort of final thoughts on this episode as a to sort of sum it all up? Uh, pressure here but so at the end as we come to the end of this episode they're obviously getting ready for Claire Sturges yeah uh, Ricky's Ricky's gonna go uh they're, they're gonna have a little break and they will need to break because when they come back it, you know it's kind of the next set of uh you know mad episodes yeah um well you yeah as, as i say it's like it's to me it feels like a bit of a watershed the show doesn't change that much but i don't know why in my head it's like a watershed between 2003 and 2002 i don't know a lot of features are introduced at the beginning of the new year some of them stick some of them don't um just think we've done all these shows right we haven't even got to the beginning of monkey news yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we've got the beginning and all of monkey news to come like that's why this show's so good and because you you were saying to me earlier where would i rank do we need them in my list of top features it's definitely up there but there was only sort of three or four episodes of that um but yeah monkey news is probably my favorite and we haven't even started so oh, it's like we, we it's like it's like kids at christmas when you've got loads of presents to open you haven't <laughs> finished you've, you've finished you've opened a present and it's great but you've got like four sitting in the corner to open it's that's how i feel yeah. about this show, you know so it's uh, yeah it's a very good episode i know you particularly uh, enjoy it. i really enjoyed it as well i wouldn't say it's i wouldn't say it's my absolute favorite but yeah very good and please do let us know your thoughts on the episode online and all the list on the listening post <laughs> uh, miles go through that at the end but actually go for yeah. it now how can they get oh well it? you can tweet us uh, at trout underscore d gary set up that up i don't know why or you can email <laughs> us at trout underscore d at gmail.com or on instagram at duchess underscore panel or on Gary's personal uh, number, which is zero seven five. Whatever. Get out on radio before, didn't I? Because because I knew we had so few listeners that it wouldn't make a difference. So I Could you imagine? I've found that you have to change your sim. Yeah. Uh, so should we do a bit of XFM in the community? Oh yeah yeah yeah. This is when we invite uh, listeners to we read out listeners' feedback and uh, just sort of general thoughts and. Uh, on the show generally so this one is from lucan who is a new listener he said loving the episodes lads doing my third listen alongside you gents keep up the good work it's the perfect companion for my job as a gardener all right see you later he signs off in that brilliant you know no no the carl voicemail one because i'm running around like a sort of out for you all right see you later see you later um who's that lucan yeah Lucan, I hope you're, I guess if you're a gardener, you probably can still work, I guess. 
because you're outdoors you're not you're not interacting with people so anyway i'm just speculating but you i hope you are, safety, i like it any, yeah i always look out for lupin safety and everyone all of our listeners but thank you lupin that's a nice comment appreciate it from sam Locke. just listened who very kindly emailed us last yeah, yeah. Last week, just listened to episode 16. Don't know what I think thought about this this week. This is the first time I've ever listened with an overly critical ear, and it was surprisingly different than just listening casually. There wasn't so many standout laugh out loud moments for me, which is usually my favourite part of listening. I did jot down how how much do I get? I can almost see I can, sorry, I can almost see Carl's face while he's saying that to camera. And my absolute favourite from this episode, which was uh, my one too. Uh, that I did belly laugh at was um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Do you know why? Because it's next too long. No. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah. He, I, um, I he wraps it up by saying, I love that because in that moment, Carl is at his purest. I know 100% he is not trying to be funny at all. It all sounds like Ricky was originally going to follow up with a joke if Carl had just said no in response. But when he said that, it just completely confused Ricky and derailed what he was going to say. Yeah um yeah thanks so much sam for your comment i i totally agree there's there's absolutely there's all that there's many many moments far more moments than the opposite where carl isn't trying to be funny i realize that but i i still think there are moments where carl is deliberately saying something to be funny but that is a great example sam of where he absolutely carla is purist is a great way to describe it he's he's not he's just he's just saying the most kind of it's like childlike but it's quite logical <laughs> yeah it's net if it's net it's, it's net wasn't you know maybe that is always right like, that's a great comment thanks sam and um yeah it's interesting when you start to because i listen to these shows for a year both of us have and since we started to do the podcast we've been listening with a critical ear so you know we we didn't used to do that really we just kind of listen but it is interesting what different things you spot it definitely like when i was doing my um my degree and um, obviously I did I did film but film was kind of ruined for me for a short spell of time I could never just enjoy a film and sit back because I was like overly like, analyzing it especially for like, my dissertation and stuff like you're looking at things that you can draw out for your essays and stuff and it ruined film for fucking ages for me I was I will never get bored of the shows but obviously doing the experience of this podcast is kind of um it's, it's a different experience but it's nice because yeah because we're we're voicing a lot of our thoughts that we've always just kept to us yeah absolutely and i i've i i said to you before we started when we decided what we're going to do we planned it we hadn't done one yet i said to you i don't think this will happen but i said if it ever gets to the point where it becomes like a chore to listen to the shows then we should stop now i'm so pleased that we're 16 episodes in and it has never become like a chore to listen to the show. But I was always weird, like it's that thing you say, you love film. But when you're studying film and we're not studying the Richard Ray show, but we're kind of we're putting together stuff for it. For, yeah. for a, so it is kind of a bit like work without getting paid anything. But um, and if you are studying for a BA honours in the Ricky Gervais sex FM shows, you've yeah, passed. Well done. <laughs> we could teach that so well. But, um, <laughs> It's it's really interesting to listen with a critical ear, it, but it hasn't made it a chore at all. I hope I don't know, Sam. You, maybe you've listened with a critical ear because of our podcast, you know, and we're kind of going to talk about it, so you kind of listen more critically. And it's interesting that Sam, you know, we, we all think very similar things about the podcast, but we all think different. Miles, it was one of your favourite shows ever. Me, I thought it was very good, but not in my top five or so sam didn't really like it so it's kind of we still got something out of it but it's interesting how people think different things so anyway i just wanted to say that so you're anyway you've got a last comment there i think a last one uh, and a long one so stick with me but this is from um yosef uh who is a regular contributor to the show uh so thank you for your your response i will get through this as best as i can uh yeah but really enjoyed reading this and i'm looking forward to discussing it okay so a couple of thoughts from me this week, uh, chaps, after another hugely entertaining episode. Don't think it's been said enough that your con your chemistry on air is outstanding. Thank you, Yusuf. Thank you. Uh, anyway, firstly, in response to Gary's appeal for views on Steve leaping out on the opportunity to bully Carl, I'm not sure I'm completely on board because I, I think they just had a mutually antagonistic relationship at this early stage. 
and that Steve just gets his licks in when he can before Carl starts on him about his appearance again. Back then, I imagine Steve would have been happy to have ditched Carl as a producer. He was much more Ricky's plaything than Steve's after all. I think he tolerated Carl and later saw dollar signs on him. Interestingly, they seem to have a more stable and genuine friendship these days. Steve recently said Carl was visiting him in L.A. Having said all of that, I think Gary's right about the flea beat about the fly bee thing. And that's a very uh, similar, and there's a very similar example where Carl is asking him to explain the theory of relativity. Gervais with his background and interest in science gives a garbled exp explanation of it, but Carl actually pulls Steve up on his lack of a response to which Steve, the film and literature graduate, hurriedly gives him some condescending bluster about not being able to explain it simply because uh, Carl, simply enough for Carl to understand it. I call bullshit. My other observation was just a minor one on the on the discussion you had about a possible XFM reunion, which I agree would be a terrible idea and that Gervais in particular would be against it. I think Steve would be a key factor in this because he he always kept Ricky grounded on the radio shows. He'd take the piss out of his diet, his weight, laziness, etc. I don't think the ego of Ricky of today could stand it for a second. I'm 100 percent behind that, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just is, is that is that the end of the comment? That's it. Sorry. So, okay. Again, Yusuf, thank you so much. You 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 uh, you spoil us with your your observations because uh, you're a very very deep thinker and uh, it's interesting. I I, I um yeah I, I I totally agree. I don't think Steve wanted to bully Carl as such. It's not bullying's the wrong word. It's absolutely mutually antagonistic. There's a great. He couldn't explain the theory of relativity. No, no, no. I'll get to that. That's this is a separate point. I'm talking about bullying things. So, yeah, it's mutual antagonist. Someone on YouTube has put Steve versus Carl, and it's brilliant. It's it lasts about an hour, and it's just all the times that Steve and Carl have a go at each other. And actually, Carl in the series one, the early episodes, was vicious towards Steve. He said some really hurtful things, like genuinely hurtful. So I think that's always in Steve's mind. But um, yeah, so I don't think it's, it's bullying, but he's kind of like that little person who stands behind behind the big bully and goes and the bully said something and, and he goes, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, like just sort of agreeing from behind the safety of the of the big bully. And, and it's not because it, uh, it's the wrong word bullying, because it's not kind of it's not bullying, but it was just an example. And, and yeah, that's a, that's. That's a great example of another time that Steve will. Steve almost panic. Steve kind of doesn't know as much as he he claims to know, and kind of. But he'll he'll claim he knows it because he's agreeing with Ricky. Like, oh, of course, everyone knows this fear of relativity. You know, we we all know only because Ricky's sort of gone gone into it. So he does that thing of hiding behind Ricky. And you're right. That's an example of where it doesn't come off. It kind of. It, it doesn't quite work. Yeah, I, I just thank you so much again. It, it kind of means a lot that you put so much thought and, and effort into your into your responses each week. And, and not to say everyone has to email or send in very long, very long thoughts. It's great if you do. But also just any any thoughts, just however long or short, we love to hear them. But once again, Yusuf, thank you so much. And um I your comments have and this is the biggest compliment I could pay to you your comments have given me a lot to think about which they always do that is such a good point as well about the the, the ego of Ricky today that like you've you've always said like there's oh, yes yes I didn't and, know. And in kind of funny way uh, I think one time you said uh there's a the difference between <laughs> fat Ricky and thin Ricky <laughs> yeah well, so, like, that thing and they even joke about it when he is fat and they say i think steve jokes about it at some point and says you know you're you're funny because you're fat and but it's kind of like laughed off but it kind of it's not it's not that you can't like it's not that he was funny because he was fat at all but he was the more he started to care about his appearance the less funny he's been and yeah i I just i forgot to address that point yusuf yeah the last point sorry because um, i was thinking about the other things you said but yeah i know i totally agree and ricky's ego would never allow it and uh uh whereas whereas steve for example steve will have an ego steve has an ego but i think steve's ego is well earned you know some people have got an ego you know and they don't they're not terrible with it but steve should have an ego he's produced 
masterpieces of work and some very good work alongside it and some not so good work. And he's he's become very famous. So he he has an ego. Carl kind of has a bit of an ego, but not really. But but Carl and Steve would absolutely do it. But 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 Ricky wouldn't. And and I just think the dynamics, even with Carl and Steve, they just wouldn't be the same. You know, so I think it would never be the same again. That's demonstrated by the fact that even even by the time they get to the podcast, which was only 2005 or six, it's already falling apart. It's not quite it's not the same. It's there's some funny moments, but it's not the same. And uh, I think it, Ricky always needs to be um, caged by a by a radio station because it's funny when Ricky talks about when Ricky nearly says the C word. It's funny when he talks about that thing where he wanted to just bleep out the vowel. That's funny. What's not funny is him actually saying the word. And he so he needs that constraint. So it would never work on a podcast. So he, he actually does swear a lot. And it just it just doesn't it doesn't go with me. Like- at a movie with like you know indie directors who make their best movies under like tight budget restraints uh with like really like unknown actors then you give them like a fuck off massive like hollywood wad of cash mm. and like the resources are unlimited and they can do anything and as a result of that the character like development suffers narrative suffers and you're right yeah that's a good example probably film i you know watch as many uh, as many films as you when you're given unlimited funds, it's when you when you're not when you're struggling and scrimping and saving, which is like being on XFM, you're and you're constrained by rules, and and the rule with the film would be you don't have the money to do things, so it's a rule that you can't. So you have to tell a story in a certain way. So it's it's much much better the podcast. So so even sorry the XFM show is much better than the podcast, and that was in 2006. 2020 podcasting would never be this and I almost wouldn't even listen like I didn't watch life on the road because I just don't I want that memory of Brent it's important to me but with the podcast I probably wouldn't even listen because I, I might because I'd be fascinated but I don't want my memory spoiled of well, I, listen to, I listen to uh, Ricky Gervais is, de- is deadly serious his podcast and it is just oh it's, it's so bad like it's so disappointing. He has guests on, and um, they just they just have a chat. But it's it's just so I don't know. I, I haven't got the vocabulary right now to describe it. But maybe we'll talk about it another time. Well, but it's yeah. Yeah. No. I, but it, it, again, yeah. It's kind of um, it's an interesting point. But I I definitely think it, it would never work. But now, so uh, thanks for all your comments, by the way. Please do send in comments again, and and thanks so much, Yusuf. You you put in so much time and effort into that. And really appreciate it. Uh, now we're just going to quickly go through our songs because I'm introducing the feature this week because I know it's coming and I don't I don't like I it. Sweating before. Like, yeah. um, so I'm going to pick and they they played the streets this week. But I'm and I love the streets and I was meant to see them live this this year. Uh, a bit gutted because obviously they got cancelled. It's meant to happen in May. Uh, so I'm going to be playing one of my favourite uh, street songs, which is called Blinded by the Lights. That's going to be in the D-Chart Spinners Library. Every week, we, uh, Gary and I select a song each that we put into our Spotify playlist, uh, which there'll be a link in the description. Uh, it largely consists of the hits of Oasis. Uh, no, not always. It'll be our favourite songs, songs that have been inspired by the shows, or just ones that have... There was some, or even just some that have just obviously been on the, uh, you know, iPod at this particular moment in time. Gary, what are you going to pick? Well, I've got my uh, yes, Miles. You, 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 um, your Sherlock Holmes abilities. I have got my iPod in front of me, but um, I'm going to pick a song. Actually, this song I've loved for a long time. Now I know what you'll think on say is like, oh yeah, no, everyone plays that. Every everyone's, you know, that's that is so been used and used and but. No, let me say, I, I was a fan of this song. I heard this song on a radio show. that It wasn't even a music radio show. It was uh, it was with George Galloway, believe it or not. And uh, he played this song, and it was way, way back, like almost 15, all 16, all the way back. 17, all the way back there. So I know it's been overdone now, but I still love it, and it means a lot to me. So it's Somewhere Over the Rainbow, Stroke, What a Wonderful World, by Israel Karmakoiwa Ole. Well done for getting that right. I I know his name off by heart. Israel Kamakoiwa Ole. Yeah.
and and somewhere over the rainbow stroke what a wonderful world it's a mashup of those two songs and it's just beautiful and actually if you i would urge you to watch the sort of documentaries about him he's a fascinating figure and died very young because of his because of his weight basically but he he he, he's huge but played this tiny little sort of mandolin sort of i don't know what it's called but a little huh ukulele yeah yeah i think yeah it might be just with these huge fingers and he anyway it's brilliant so that's my song it's this has been the d trout spinners yeah gary I don't want um, to say his surname. Forrestal uh, celebrating his 36th birthday. If you have any birthday celebrations. <laughs> yeah, if any, if anyone wants to send me any money or anything, that'll be great. Um, I'll ask for now as well. Um, it's been a good show today. Next week, episode 17. So tune in for that. Mm-hmm. That'll be out. It'll be out. It'll be out. We we try to put the shows out on a Friday, but sometimes it's Saturday, maybe Sunday sometimes. So, but we we, we usually put them out on a Friday. So, do check your. Uh, inbox your podcast <laughs> inbox whatever however they like tell. and subscribe four stars upwards all right three three stars <laughs> downwards for me um thanks, thanks very much thank you for listening we'll see you soon bye